Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! What's up, guys? It's your boy, Andrew, coming back at you with another episode of the Jaguar Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be covering the Trent Bulky fiasco that is going on right now in Jacksonville. So let's get into it. But before I start, a uh, quick shout out to flteams.com, a Florida-based uh, sports web- website. They do you know all things uh, coverage related to Florida sports teams. Check it out, flteams.com. I'll put a link in the description. Okay, so it was announced this week, uh, I believe it was by the NFL Network, Ian Rappaport, I believe, was doing an interview and announced that the Jags would be retaining uh, interim GM Trent Baalke for next season and that he would be involved in the hiring, the head coach, uh, the search essentially for a new head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is like Totally distressing news. Uh, not a good move by Shad Khan, if this is true. I think we'll hear more in the weeks to come. Uh, I, I, it's unbelievable to me that they would decide to stick with Trent Baalke, um, a guy who had a terrible record in San Francisco with draft picks. I don't think one of his draft picks is left in the league. I may be wrong on that, but very little. Uh, I think he had a worse draft record than Dave Caldwell. So that's saying something. And honestly, I'd rather have Dave Caldwell than Trent Baalke because I think he would is much more competent than uh, Trent Baalke. Uh, Trent Baalke, you know, during his time here, has it, just been terrible. I mean, he had a terrible draft last year. Um, you know, we, we just whiffed on a ton of, on a ton of people in the draft, I feel like. I mean... There are some players that are still developing. I think Tyson Campbell may be a a good draft pick for Jacksonville. May be that you know a lockdown corner. You know he still ha- has a lot of you know uh, progress to make, but he's getting there. Um, I think guys like Walker Little, the jury's still out. You know I I could see him maybe moving to the right side and and competing for the job with Jawan Taylor. I think the jury's still out on on um, Walker Little though. I think. Andre Cisco, a lot of progress needs to be made there. He just hasn't seen a lot of playing time. Um, but some of the other draft picks, like Jay Tufele, like uh, the guy we drafted out of um, UAB, Jordan Smith. I mean, these guys haven't really shown anything. You know, um, it's just been bad. Uh, free agency has been terrible for Jacksonville. I mean, the two shining stars of free agency – really are Jamal Agnew um, and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. And some people will even argue with me on Marvin Jones Jr. that he hasn't been that good. I think he's a guy you need to bring back next year um, because our wide receiving core just needs a lot of help. But we really whiffed in free agency. And I, I thought that, guys, I know you probably thought that my opinion on the draft and free agency was negative, but it wasn't good. I don't know why people give – that draft that Trent Baalke had uh, last season or last year, rather a, a good grade. It's a C plus, like maybe even a C minus. 
It just was not good. I don't know why people thought that was good. The Travis Etienne pick. I mean, that was a big head scratcher. Now, I might be wrong. He may come back off the Liz Frank injury and ball out next year, you know? I don't know. I could be completely wrong about that. But Uche uh, Winere, when I had him on the show, great interview. Check that out, by the way. Um, and subscribe to his channel. He does great stuff on uh, NFL, NBA, video game, and all sports stuff. He had mentioned that it is very difficult to come back from that injury. Um, I think players that have come back from that injury have had very limited careers, like maybe three years at best. I know um, Maurice Jones-Drew, former Jaguars running back, he had it and he came back and had some successful years, but it's very difficult and it's it's the probability isn't like very high that they players that have that come uh you know, come off of it and have, you know, very long careers after that. So the Travis Etienne pick is still up in the air. The jury's still out on that. But, you know, we're going to have to do the same. We're going to have to take the same strategy that I was recommending last year. Going to have to draft a left tackle. Going to have to dra draft a bunch of offensive linemen because, you know, uh, Andrew Norwell, he's probably not going to come back. I mean, I don't suggest we resign him. Brandon Lindner, I think, we should probably cut or part ways with him. He's never he's never healthy, and he's getting paid a ton of money. Um, you know, and uh, I, I just think that we're going to need to draft heavy, you know, at the offensive line um, position group. I think we're going to have to try to get a stud pass rusher. So I think it, like maybe an Aiden Hutchison. I just want a guy like him, like a leader. I think it'd be great to see him. But um, I hate to go off on a tangent about the draft, but uh, we're just going to have to draft better. And I, I'm i not confident in Trent Baalke's ability to draft. I don't think he knows how to evaluate talent. He wants to go for injury, uh, you know, um, players that have had injuries like Walker Little, who I was not very high on drafting. I mean, and it's a shame, man, because last the last draft, that – Left tackle draft class was sick. I mean, you had Penne Swell, you had Rashawn Slater. Why the hell did we not make moves and be very aggressive in that draft? Trade guys like Miles Jack and Cam Robinson to secure a good left tackle. It's just if if there was any year to be aggressive in the draft, it was last year, and we just weren't. We just whiffed totally. Uh, I think the only good guy we got was was. The number one obvious pick, Trevor Lawrence, but he's got a lot of progress to make. And having Urban Meyer, you know, as his coach, I think wasn't good. That was a disaster. But, you know, there's his issues with the draft. There's the issues with the free agency. And then what about just being a competent GM, right? Like allowing Urban Meyer to hire Chris Doyle, who is, you know, accused, accused rather, excuse me, of you know, being a racist over at Iowa, he was the strength and conditioning coach there. And Urban Meyer wanted to bring him in. Urban Meyer lied about a bunch of things, about vetting him, because clearly he didn't. Anybody in their right mind who vetted that hire would have would have seen a red flag that said, hey, there's been a lawsuit over in Iowa. And he was accused of being a racist by his players and there was a $1 million settlement. This guy was just like flashing red sign, don't hire me. Tons of baggage. <clears throat> so what does Urban, or excuse me, what does um, Trent Baalke do? He, he's like, sure, go ahead and hire him. And then they end up firing him like a couple days later because 
you know, they're worried about him being a distraction. Isn't that ironic, right? Like, like the organization is worried about Chris Doyle being a distraction when they hired the biggest distraction of their lives, pretty much, uh, at the head coaching spot, Urban Meyer, who is, uh, you know, fired after his 13th game, 13th game this season. So, um, and Urban Meyer said it too when he was asked about Chris Doyle. He said, yeah, yeah, Trent and uh, Shad vetted the hire. There's no, I mean, like, maybe he did. And if he did, that's even more <clears throat> reason to question retaining him. I mean, the guy just doesn't know how to build a culture. Um, and then going into Urban Meyer while we're talking about it, you know, he lets, uh, you know, Urban Meyer, uh, you know, stay in Columbus after that loss to uh, that week. What was it? Week three or week four loss to um, to the Bengals. And then the, the viral video comes out of Urban Meyer grinding up or that that girl grinding up on him in the bar at Urban's Chop House. And, you know, nothing was done after that. They gave Urban an, uh, uh, another chance, and another chance is probably an understatement. It's like 50 chances. Uh, they didn't fire him. They kept him on. And then, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a report that was released by Josh, uh, excuse me, the Florida, I think it was the Florida Times Union or Tampa Bay Times Union. I'm getting the name wrong there, but uh, that Josh Lambeau was kicked by Urban Meyer and it was reported to the Jaguars legal team. You would think even after that, Urban Meyer would have been fired and Trent Baalke, you know, would have said, hey, we're not going to stand for this. He would have gone to Sean Khan and told him to fire Urban Meyer. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I'm not a reporter, guys. But, you know, it, he should have done something. Maybe he did. But um, I just don't – this guy, I just don't trust him enough with this team the fans don't deserve this. Uh, the franchise right now is just a laughing stock. The culture's terrible. Um, there's just no reason at all to keep this guy around. And we, we need to right the ship now. Clean slate. Uh, need to cut ties with him. I put a video about this, uh, about parting ways with Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke uh, out, like, you know, probably like four or five weeks ago. I think it was after like game or I think it was week four. I put this episode out. Um, check it out. It's a great one. Um, I called this guys. We needed to cut uh, ties with both of these guys, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. We didn't. And it's just a shame because, you know, Jaguars Twitter's going nuts. There's the whole clown out movement now. Uh, uh, it's essentially, you know, a um, a movement, you know, against Shad Khan um, essentially the Jags fans are sick of his, his, his stuff. You know, they want him to do what's right for the fans, do what's right for the franchise. So they're all these like, you know, shod con, uh, clowns or pictures of clowns with mustaches on them. And it, it's ridiculous, but I, I, I get it, man. And the fans have every right, uh, heavy, every, every right to be unhappy with, uh, how he's been running the team as an owner. So, um, Shad, you gotta, you gotta, uh, right the shit, man. The, 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 the clock is ticking and you need to make the right move. You know, I, I, I hate to, you know, uh, preach firing somebody and taking away their livelihood or whatever, but this is just, this just has to happen, uh, for the betterment of the uh, organization and the fans. But, um, 
Let me know how you feel about this situation. Do you think Trent Baalke should be fired? I think he should. Uh, and uh, we should go out and find a new GM. There's tons of candidates out there. Um, and especially, you know, I think a lot of them would be willing to come to Jacksonville given the right money uh, and control. So I think if, you know, the ball is really in Shad Khan's court, he's got the money. We have tons of cap. We have, um, you know, Florida is a uh, tax-free uh, state, you know, no income, uh, state income tax. So that's a big, uh, a big, um, you know, um, advantage for players and staff to come down and live. It's just a nice place too. Jacksonville's a nice place, great beaches, um, and, uh, great weather. So, uh, yeah, we have, there's tons of candidates out there. Mike Borgonzi, um, you know, Terry Fontenet, you got Joe Hortiz over in Baltimore. Um, there are tons of people. I think if the money was right, would be willing to come down, uh, right the ship and really make this a, uh, great football team, great organization. I'll be doing more episodes about that in the future, but let me know how you feel about this. Again, should Trent Baalke be fired or retained? Uh, leave me a comment on the YouTube video or podcast episode. Subscribe to the channel, guys. That's the best way to support my work. Uh, I try to give you guys, you know, no BS takes. Um, try to give you some some nice uh, interviews, player interviews, current and former Jaguars players. Um, you know, I, I try to do some also um, some play-by-play -play, uh, live reactions of the games. Provide that as a service to, you know, a lot of fans who may not live in Jacksonville, can't get the game. So I try to make that available for you guys so that you can, uh, you know, follow the game and experience it with us. Uh, we really enjoy you uh, being on the live stream. So so uh, be on the lookout for those and more great content coming your way. Hope you guys have a great new year. Great holiday. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay healthy. Go Jags. And I'll see you next time. Let me get that. coming up with the big Quarterbacks be where we on the prowl. Game day night. You could hear it in our ground. Intimidation on to keep their hearts racing, meeting other teams live on TV front of the nation. Spectacular defensive scheme. This episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel. So if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers. Cheers.